today on Public Sector Marketing Automation Podcast. You upgrade it. Oh, I'm so excited. Then you find all these bugs. You find all these security holes. You find all these issues. So the government is more concerned about being extremely secure, first of all, and upgrading to something latest and greatest too soon. Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Automation Insights Podcast. How government agencies can reduce costs and increase efficiencies, marketing results and customer experience by leveraging web analytics, marketing automation, and personalization. Advice and tips are provided from over 20 years of experience in digital marketing. And for today's show, here's your host, Dion Jones of Enotics. Today, we're going to continue our conversation of build versus buy in the public sector for marketing automation solutions. Are there particular ISPs you think are more challenging? Obviously, within the public sector, there may be some internet service providers, right? They're specific to the government, but, you know, there's Google, there's Microsoft, there's Yahoo. Do you see different challenges with each? Are there ones that are particularly more easy to understand or any tips on kind of approaching each of the ISPs and dealing with them? Well, I can share a story that we experienced with the public sector agency that was sending emails. And some of the configuration changes their security team was requiring of the Eloqua system, actually when they were implemented, was causing the emails to be blocked by anybody in the, in the military, for example. It's because the systems are very sophisticated. They're scanning and seeing how they're sent, how secure they are, what level of security they're using. So you think about this. If you're building your own solution, you have to account for all of that. And it's a moving target sometimes as they put in new protocols you know, every year or two or three, depending on the technology company that's going to see that email, like a Gmail might block it different than a Yahoo. So to give you a tip, it really depends on you understanding or them understanding who are we sending it to? Is this internal to the federal government or agencies or is it external being the taxpayers, you know, the consumers um, that live in that particular community or country or whatever? And each of those internet providers have different rules. But if you follow some of the IP warming and some of the best practices of how we design emails, when you send emails, how many emails to send, those things we help and guide the agencies through so they can maximize how many emails are delivered. You touched a little bit there on, you know, emailing to different people and, you know, obviously the government versus the private sector. The other thing, you know, that I think gets people or some of my clients to think about you know, creating their own solution is security. The big, you know, thing being thought about now is, is FedRAMP and, you know, making right. sure your technology is past those security standards. What we know in the marketing space is not many, you know, solutions that have the FedRAMP, but but what's important now is to show that you're going in that direction. So how big of a factor is that going to be? Where do you see that now? Is that really something that's getting some of these organizations thinking about, hey, maybe I should just create my own. I'll know it's secure. Do you see that becoming a factor in sort of this dialogue around uh, building your own? I think it's definitely an important consideration because if you're going to buy a technology stack or technology and it is not getting FedRAMP or it is not FedRAMP, the time will come where they just won't consider your solution at all. So the alternative is let's build something is better than nothing or Let's look at the solution that is FedRAMP, even though it doesn't have a powerful feature set. So I think that the way to really respond to that is just simply understand that we're talking about a solution today will be FedRAMP at a maximum level, almost maximum level, and be very secure and follow those policies and guidelines. So the need to build something is not there. And then also, even if you do build something and it's secure, again, we're back to the the points we made earlier, maintenance, right? Support requests. 
integrations, we didn't even get to talk about that. Does it integrate with the tools that you already have? That right there should be a huge determinator on if you should build or not or buy. If it doesn't integrate properly with the various different technologies that you already have, then why build it? Makes no sense, right? Exactly. That, that's another big frustration is, is the integrations, right? I hear from a number of customers, we just can't connect X with this. We're working in data silos. We can't even use marketing automation tools to their full capacity because of the, you know, the integrations concerns. My question for you, why is this such an issue in the government? I mean, these, these are talented people, smart teams. Why is it so challenging on the government side to integrate tools, technology tools? Yeah, I think it's, it's many different reasons. One, you're looking at traditionally a entity that has not been a cutting edge type of entity, meaning they have processes, systems that are in place for a reason. They worked well at the time but they're not necessarily excited about upgrading those at every last moment because we've all learned, right? You can upgrade something in the past. You can think about our operating systems in the past. You upgrade it. Oh, I'm so excited. Then you find all these bugs. You find all these security holes. You find all these issues. So the government is more concerned about being extremely secure, first of all, and upgrading to something latest and greatest too soon is a risk. So having a low risk tolerance, right? That's the reason I think we see a lot of these issues with integrating is they take their time to get to the point of integrating it. However, about time they're ready to integrate, it might be outdated. The protocols used to transfer data are now not necessarily the latest and, and the greatest ones that will work and be compatible. You know, I see that it's, it's one of these things with integrations and in one of our first podcasts, right? We talked about your work with the GSA and how the actually the fixing of the integrations cleared up time for people to actually use the marketing automation tool and, and feel <laughs> exactly. its power, right? And I think with some other customers, right, we're in a situation now where it's like getting them to realize how valuable that is to make sure the data is flowing so that they'll make that step, right? When you think about, oh, I want to fix my integrations and, and you go to your superiors and say, I want X dollars to do that. That doesn't necessarily mean as much as, oh, I want this shiny new tool because it's going to help me. But how do you get, you know, how do we help public sector teams, communications, marketing teams to kind of sell that idea internally that it is about integrating these tools and and that that is important. You know, these tools can't run themselves and that, that the integrations are paramount. How can we help kind of our clients, if you will, understand this better? I think is a big question for me. Yeah, it's a question that you know we face over here at Enotics a lot too, is what things can we do to help them realize the value? It's all about value. And for the public sector, the value, as we mentioned in a previous podcast, it's not necessarily like it is for the, the private sector. It's not RRI driven. It's not, hey, I need more sales. I need more leads. It's more about use, right? Using the solutions, the services. How many more people can we get to use? Or first, let's start here. How many more people can become aware? that we even have this service to interact, engage with us and three to use them and be happy with them. So how to do it all depends on the public sector organization we're talking about and their key performance indicators, their goals, their current situation. And what we do is we think about workshops is what we're doing now. We're doing workshops driven around what the public sector wants to accomplish that specific agency and then mapping it to the solutions we've already have experience with in the public sector with other agencies And that allows us to come up with a detailed plan for them 
on what they should do for next steps to really take advantage of the technologies like a marketing automation and how it plays a role to solve those issues and take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah, Dean, it sounds like a lot of things, right? It's, it's about the education. It's about explaining. It's about showing people. And I think in this space, that's a lot of the work that, that has to be done. But at the same time, there's a, a huge upside, right, in uh, the government. I think we've talked about before. A lot of great services. The question is how to push out what they are and, and how to do it in the right way, in a nurturing way, not in a bombarding way and, and that kind of thing. So, Dion, it's been great talking to you and uh, yeah. I look forward to our next visit. Yep. Thank you, John. That's it for today's episode. If you want more information about Enotics and our marketing automation integrations, go to enotics.com. That's E-N-A-U-T-I-C-S.com. Also, if you'd like to suggest a topic or a challenge you're facing with public sector marketing automation, email us at questions at enotics.com and we will answer it in an upcoming podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next time. We appreciate you joining us for this session of Public Sector Marketing Automation Insights. Be sure to review and subscribe to this podcast. Visit enotics.com for more resources based on today's topic.